Hello out there in the Pottoverse. Welcome to Weaver's Circle, the interview podcast for the Weave the Tale Twitch channel. I am your host, Spence, and on this show, we will be talking with the channel's game masters, casts of the game, and the designers of the games that are being played. So Lydia, welcome to Weaver's Circle. Uh, you are uh, both our game master for uh, the Great American Witch. Yeah, Great American Witch. Let me see if I can say that correctly. <laughs> Um, but also you do an amazing amount for, um, Penny for a Tale and, uh, Weave the Tale as well. Um, so for our listeners, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Well, hi, thanks for having me. Uh, very excited to be here and to chat a little bit about the upcoming game. I am Lydia, also known as half Arsed Hermit, which has also been a tongue twister to many, but I didn't exactly <laughs> think that so many people would say that stupid little nickname when I would, when I got it. Um, but yeah, I got, I got sucked into this wonderful world of, uh, of madness about a year ago, year and a half ago, um, when, yeah, partly with lockdown, partly with, with my job as a tour guide sort of floundering there, cause there's not many tourists around anywhere right. at the moment. So I, I went full, full TTRPG all day, every day, and has started working on uh, what is now Weave the Tale, what was originally Encounter Roleplay with uh, my good friend Charlie, who was taking things over there and yeah, just helped her out just a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. I've been roleplaying for years. I think it's over a decade now, but let's not talk about things that make me feel old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also being a tour guide kind of, you know, makes you a storyteller in everyday life, especially mm-hmm. when it's about ghost tours, when you do the more spiritual, uh, supernatural and, and yeah, even spiritual things with ghost tours. And um, that that all kind of fits together and I think was inevitable <laughs> that I wouldn't end up here. Yeah. Um, does, when you're doing the ghost tours especially, do you ever get pulled into the story you're telling and like notice things that maybe you you might not have noticed just walking by that same place yes i mean obviously when you're on the ghost tours i'm in case you couldn't tell it from the accent i live in edinburgh and in scotland uh although i'm originally from austria but um there's a lot of ghost tours around and there's a lot of um stories connected to the historical old town uh of Mm -hmm. the place and i mean to the whole country really so there is literally no way to walk past a single thing that isn't connected to some weirdly supernatural or tragic or um you know epic story of old with kings queens and 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 fey and all these things are are everywhere um it's just that most people don't really look and i wouldn't have looked for these stories if it weren't for the tour guiding thing so mm-hmm. At this point, yeah, there's there's no way I don't see an old structure, an old tree, or an old house, or a castle, or a ruin. I'm like, oh, I bet there's something there. <laughs> I would love that. I that is one area of the UK that I haven't been up to um, yet. Yet, being yet, keyword. yes, you're welcome to join <laughs> me anytime and uh, let me word vomit on you about all those all those fantastic stories we have to offer. You can't see, but I'm like, yes, give it to me. <laughs> uh, I I can sit and listen to people's stories for ages, and it's so much better. 
um, with a live person than like listening to my audiobooks, even though audiobooks are my joy. Thank you. Yes, the everlasting fight between audio guides and actual people guides. Mm-hmm. They're they're good. They have obviously in, in huge places like the castle or the palace where where you just can't cannot have uh, guided tours for every visitor. They're wonderful. They are a wonderful addition. They help especially with people who are hard of hearing and mm-hmm. um, there's really good stuff there but there's no there's no real substitute for a real person who knows the place where you can ask questions. And- exactly. Like if there's a little bit of lore that this one person is very interested in and it's one thing you don't get asked a lot about but you know and it's like Ah, yes, let me let me share this with you because you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and get them a little bit talking and they will they will come up with the personal stories that they're mm-hmm. I, I mean, I do it too much almost. Um but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the whole, hey, did you ever see things or did you ever do this or were you ever there? And when a story mm-hmm. starts with, well, I'm not supposed to talk about it, but that's yeah. when you know you got the good stuff. Yes. Oh man, I I can imagine you you get as many cool stories as you are able to tell uh, <laughs> in that uh in that uh kind of employment. It yeah, yeah. The the ghost tours in particular attract a special kind of weirdo and I love them all so very dearly. Um we used to do the underground vigils where basically we have some 18th century vaults in Edinburgh mm-hmm. that are supposedly haunted and people would spend money to stay the night there and do like if you've played phasmophobia that was basically my job yep. without the murdering um nope nope i could not do that you are <laughs> far braver than i am it's so cool though it's so cool uh i do D games there as well every well i used to because right now nothing's happening but um we basically once a month play D from midnight till 5 a.m in those haunted vaults uh with what? a story that is centered oh, around all the ghosts. So in game, you kind of meet all the ghosts and find out more about them. And that that is my favorite thing to do. My boss had no bloody idea what I was talking about when I was like, hey, let's play a game. Let's play D&D or something else. And mm-hmm. um, then, yeah, things things were really well received. So she's like, you know, I have still no idea what you're doing, but keep doing it. Yeah, no, I can imagine that being really well received. I mean, I know a lot of people in our own circle that would be like, yes, haunted D&D run, let's do this. Uh (laughs) I will have you all here with me playing D&D. We can rent a castle even if it's enough people and we can play in every room. And it might be my lockdown brain speaking and dreaming of wonderful, wonderful social events where you actually get to see people again. Well, we'll we'll just we'll do the uh, the weaving penny bubble. Yes, we'll do it that way. Uh, is, it a, is it a bubble when you literally have people on every continent? <laughs> do we know? I, I kind point? of. We have a couple of Australians at least. Uh, we do. Oh, man. <laughs> I I don't know anything. What is time? What is space? You're all in my computer. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we live in your computer talking to yep. you. And I live in yours. Yay. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the Great American Witch. Yes. Um, so how did you find out about this game? Well, because I'm 
doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff, um, mostly graphics, uh, overlays, ticking and stuff. Obviously, I'm kind of in the loop what happens behind the scenes and all the game developers, Mitch and the powers that be are talking about and talking with. So, um, yeah, I heard Great American Witch by Christopher Gray and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I, I heard I heard the name title and I was like, I'm applying for this. If I get in, I'm applying for it. And you would have gotten the spot too, but Anna or no, Maura already snatched you up. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I didn't I didn't want to actually GM any games this season because last season was super intense with the uh, Song of the Deep campaign that I ran. Mm-hmm. Um, first season on Cobalt Press and the second one on Encounter and Now Weave. And it was a heavy, heavy emotional game. It was beautiful. The players really put everything in there, but it was a lot. It takes a lot out of you. So I'm like, you know what? This season, it's going to be just ticking. It's going to be just taking care of people behind the scenes. And then Chris comes along with a game that is right up my alley. Um, And I read through the material and through the Kickstarter. I'm like, ah, fudge um it's it's like oh god i'm gonna tech this and if i'm if i'm if i'm taking this i might as well gm it because i've got so many ideas and to be fair the one thing that made me like hmm can am i the right person for this was the great american witch because i'm not uh (laughs) we are a huge melting pot so we are and i've told my four american players uh well one of them lives in canada now but we forgive her um that they are responsible for all the pop culture references (laughs) (laughs) but it's a fantastic game it's um the basic uh, mechanical structure is powered by the apocalypse which uh, is i mean there's a metric ton of um of, of PBTA hacks out there. And there's a reason for that because it's such an easy structure to pick up on. It's such a solid mechanic um, to, to really focus on storytelling and to really focus on the narrative. And it has a specific um, narration takeover almost by the player mechanic built in as well, which is kind of taken from Tin Candles. Um, and I love that. I love it when a when a game developer really, really focuses on that role playing, on that narration, on that um, everyone at the table has something to contribute, and mm-hmm. we want to hear that. Nothing against crunchy games, by all means. I love myself and Cyhander. I love myself and D and D. And yes, I would consider D and D crunchy in that regard, because there's mechanics for combat, there's mechanics for everything, and there's rules to learn. But um, while every game has rules to learn, uh, sometimes it feels like if you don't learn them, you're lost. Mm -hmm. And this one definitely encourages the gameplay, encourages the storytelling first and the rules come second. And I'm here for that. Yes. Um, So the world that you're creating uh, for is uh, for the great American Mm -hmm. witch. um, Is it, pre-built for you or is it something that you are building from the ground up this is something uh, that we are building from the ground up and i purposefully say we because it was and is a community effort so it's not a pre-built module um but uh there the book itself has plenty of little little 
plot hooks and pushes you into the right direction in terms of coming up with the coven setting and coming up with everything together with the players. So my uh, wonderful, wonderful witches have come up with a kind of biker bar setting. <gasps> I'm already in, in love with it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> in the 1970s. So um, the music references will be on point. We have a point at Valdrianth as our uh, local local DJ, basically, when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a coven that uh, is responsible for a little town full of supernatural beings coming here. It's almost a bit like witness protection program, I guess, coming here to either get rehabilitated, uh, coming here to find a way to live with mundanes, with regular humans, or even find a way to be safe from them. Um, Various, various reasons of these NPCs, very rich world of NPCs. They've all created several NPCs themselves to populate that little town. And the biker bar uh, on Route 66 is kind of the sort of front almost front facing establishment where people uh stop by for a drink yeah 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 it's a front but it's also just the first point of of connection point of um of contact that people see whether they're mundanes or supernaturals and that is run by our witches and the coven itself is connected throughout the town and are kind of the unofficial bosses of everything keeping everyone safe and keeping mm-hmm. everyone connected and everyone protected. Nice. Um, now, I've noticed that you are calling the campaign Blood Moon Rising. Can you yes. give us any hits, hints as to <laughs> like the, um, the theme of play that you're going for? Like, is it going to be super spellcasty or is there is there a mystery that's being solved? Well, let me tell you about the very first very first thing one of my players that shall remain unnamed Valdrianth, uh, one of my players <laughs> said when I was like so what kind of themes would you like to to get out of this campaign and the very first thing was I want a werewolf boyfriend Yay! <laughs> and everyone was super here for um, NPC interaction possible romance as well with supernatural beings um, so yes the fact that they then also named the bar Bad Moon Rising after the CCR song mm-hmm. uh, it kind of it kind of there was no other way I'm not entirely <laughs> sure if it's going to be heavily werewolf themed though uh, mm-hmm. we just had our sessions here yesterday and there's so many different plot hooks and plot bunnies in my head right now so i'm going to leave a lot open to the group where they want to go but um there will be a blood moon at some point connected to some event that's all i'm gonna say um have you ever played monster prom i was uh oh monster hearts or monster prom um monster Monster prom is uh is a uh, dating sim RPG on the computer. Oh, that one! No, I've watched uh, Susie play the the daddy dating sim simulator, yeah. thingy, and that was a hoot. But I haven't so, I haven't played Monster Prom though. No. Monster Prom, uh, they're they're basically you're all monsters uh, over the age of eighteen and um, <laughs> uh, going to high school together, and you're trying to romance uh, all these different characters. And one of the characters is the werewolf quarterback with a heart of gold so and like he's such a good boy (laughs) 
And he always wants to be a good boy. So I hear, I want to have a werewolf boyfriend. I'm like, oh, you want a Scott? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess we should do that as a sort of bonding project now. Oh, Um, well, I've I've made Mitch come and and play that game with me. (laughs) Uh, So uh, if you want me to host that, I can do that for you. (laughs) Oh, we should do that. We should do that on the Discord server. We have the, the, um, I don't know when this is going to be published, but we have the... Uh, valentine's reading poetry reading thing coming up around valentine's and i so, want to do more of those projects so maybe maybe one of those i will i will let you know that the, that that game is is uh rated for adults 18 and over oh, it is dear. not safe for work or anything <laughs> uh only only uh in wordplay there's no visual portion but the the verbiage gets pretty graphic uh i saying. i I was just finishing Divinity Original Sin 2 and that has some really graphic writing. Like I I they don't do the Bioware stuff, but they mm-hmm. have the 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 written thing of the scene and I'm like, "Oh my." Yes. I just don't expect this. It's, <laughs> it's 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 very much like that. And uh so it'll leave you blushing. It's fine. Um <laughs> but yes, I am totally on board to host these uh these uh bonding moments if you will. <laughs> Uh, let's 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 talk about that. Some we'll point. save that for later. <laughs> you get to hear the behind the scenes shenanigans that we all do at at Weave the Tale and Penny for a Tale. Uh, so anyway, um, is there any other game that you really enjoy that you might pull some themes from, or just for any game, or just like in general want want people to know about? Uh, for this particular one, for Great American yeah. Witch, sure. Hmm. I think it's a little bit more the recent pop culture witch things that people will have in mind when it's mm-hmm. uh, the Sabrina series on Netflix, uh, which I'm not the biggest fan of, to be perfectly honest. You uh, are not alone. You are not alone. Um, I, I, my partner tried to make me watch the first two episodes, and uh, we had a conversation. Yeah, um, that was mostly me. That's not how people talk in real life. That's not <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Not gonna no. bash people, but um, <laughs> uh, I have I have issues with the writing and the thematics of of that show <sighs> too. Uh, but I did want to ask um about like Stevie Nicks, maybe American Horror yeah, Story. Coven. That was the one I was gonna say. And American Horror mm-hmm. Story is a bit more down my alley. So up my alley, down up, whatever. Um. <laughs> It's it's probably that what I'm that that's the sort of atmosphere I will want to go for. We have some some really sweet characters. We have some badass characters. Um, Rindis did model his his character a little bit after Ambrose uh, from the yes. Sabrina series. Um, we have a badass bar lady. We have a little flower girl who hands out flowers to everyone. Um, we have a slightly more introverted sculptor with uh, Irish heritage, and we have uh, well, uh, Rinda's character who can can see when everyone dies, which kind of messes him Oof. up a little bit. So yeah. there's there's various themes we can we can pull from, but in terms of which media, I'm definitely more the American horror story coven type yeah. person. <laughs> If you need inspiration, I might or might not have you covered. (laughs) I will get back to that. There's a reason I wanted to be in this game. (laughs) So I will help you however I can. Yes. 
I there is a couple of witch stuff, uh, obviously that, that I take from history. So I mm-hmm. I can't I can't not be a tour guide in that regard. Um, the witch burnings and the witch trials here were quite mm-hmm. uh, quite intense, and there's a couple of uh, coven stories and what people did and and what how people started to get suspicious of witches that might might make an appearance plus um various fake creatures of course that are connected mm-hmm. to the 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 witch of the hag the Kaliach, um yeah. that is val's character uh, that that could come up uh, we have two hecate witches um a lot of them have connections to ghosts seeing ghosts helping them move on Mm -hmm. to the next world so we might get some of that and we have uh d playing uh, a witch who uses the craft of the Aji. um so there's there's a couple of mm, crafts which is what you would what in this game you would um call crafts it's like the playbooks in monster of the week or like Mm -hmm. professions in swyander or or yeah classes I guess in D and D, and they use yeah. various witchcrafts of various cultures throughout the world. So um, that that is definitely something that those cultural backgrounds that I want to give people a chance to to include and explore. As you're working on this game, do you see more opportunities for you to do a second? like season of it where the clock is advanced to more modern times with technology interesting um i'm not sure because that's not what i have what i'm setting out to that's never what i'm trying to Mm -hmm. set out to to make happen just because uh i know how how fickle (laughs) Um, things like that can be in terms of of planning in terms of is there a spot open in the schedule so i do kind of think about it with a producer mindset as Mm -hmm. well I'm open to it, and when we were talking about what time we're setting the whole thing in, obviously modern day does did, did come to mind. Um, I don't. I'm not one of these GMs that always tries to go back to before cell phone times because mm-hmm. cell phones always means people look everything up and 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 have their little supercomputer at hand. I don't mind that too much. Um, I think the interpersonal problems are a lot more interesting to focus on and those happen with or without cell phones Mm -hmm. so um i'm absolutely here for turning the clock forward uh whether we have the time (laughs) yeah i i I highly doubt it there's so many wonderful games out there and i'm sure we have a new a new batch of fantastic games to showcase next season as well so i'm i'm not banking on it just Mm -hmm. out of reasonable sort of assumptions i guess is there anything else that you wanted to talk about any other projects that you uh, would like to highlight well i do live here kind of i i'm very much on wave the tail all day every day mm-hmm. um i do have a couple of other projects that are connected to um one of our other gms here that's colin on his mm-hmm. channel, Colonomicon, we do the GM postmortem every other Friday, interviewing GMs, interviewing game developers. So it's it's a couple of things with the with the tail crew that we started doing outside, but um, right now with the tail, especially now with season start, is is my main 
uh, concern and I'm trying not to monetize every hobby I have <laughs> because that is so bloody tempting. So I do portraits, I do character art every now and then and people are welcome to hit me up. Um, I did some for Great American Witch as well, but I'm, I'm trying not to put my whole uh partly my yeah partly my all my hobbies in a monetizing way on twitter and social media um, right and i try not to get involved in all the projects saying yes to all the things to then be completely burnt out in a year sometimes so, you just need some fun for some fun's sake that's that's really it i want ttrpgs to be and to stay fun for me throughout my my, my time here and mm-hmm. um especially in a time where my regular job just doesn't happen I think the risk of burnout is very big, so I have to do the smart thing and not. What game do you go to when you want to um, decompress? I, of course, I know D and D at this point well enough to just basically do whatever uh, with with the rules, with the settings. I have my own private little home game, the Guards game, that is set in a sort of Pratchett version of Edinburgh itself. Mm-hmm. And all of our games are one shots and always historical uh, inspiration. So, from body snatches, which we did actually on Encounter as well in a in a mini series, to um, to some of the fae beings coming through and wrecking havoc. It's all it's all tour guide colleagues of mine. So we all know old Edinburgh and we all know the stories, and that is mm-hmm. always nice just for relaxing in between tours and in between the madness to return to a fictional Edinburgh where you can fling fireballs at people you don't like. Um, Fireball solves a lot of problems. right? It creates some more. (laughs) It's true. But it does solve some problems. And for for just really good, wholesome fun, um, I love my little Grant Howitt Mm -hmm. one-shots. We just played the pig at a wedding on Colin's server a few weeks oh, back. Oh, that's good. It was uh, hilarious. We <laughs> was did so um uh we did the Raven one where you're trying to steal the the jewels from the um from the Tower of London and you're all oh. various various forms of of Corvid. Um yeah, it was great. We did that to, at New Year's. I have to put that on our one shot Sunday list. Um that yeah. sounds I, like, I literally have a a folder full of one page RPGs. Yeah. Um, I think the favorite one that I've run just of the one page RPGs is uh Sad Vampire Boyfriend. That was I saw that, that one. I've played it. Yet. Yeah. Um <laughs> it was great. We did Honey Heist way back when with Kat, a cleric uh-huh. of court uh-huh. GMing, and that was that was how I got introduced to that. Uh The Witch is Dead. Yep. Where you, you, the witch is familiar is trying to get her eyes back to make her come alive again. We've yeah. played that twice now and it's always wonderful. Um, I think we did it twice on Penny for a Tale as well. Yeah. I, uh, I love them. It's so good. Uh, uh, Goat Crashers. Uh, I saw one? Savvy play that on, on G Games Nights, but uh, yeah. I haven't played it myself. Yeah, that that one's a lot of fun. Uh, do not let Mitchell be, uh, be a goat in there because he will be a demon goat. And uh, yeah, the man needs a new hobby. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> he is an agent of chaos, and that is why we love oh, him. Don't, don't I know it? Don't I know it? 
um he gets brought up in every single episode so i mean it should be no surprise that he's brought up here too <laughs> um he is omnipresent he is omnipresent um so uh great american witch is going to be airing on mondays at 5 p.m eastern is that correct exactly 5 p.m till 8 p.m eastern fantastic and that is starting on the 15th correct yes we're the first show of the new season and i'm slightly terrified oh i i'm not worried i think it's going to be fabulous i will definitely be there watching and cheering you all on thank you Uh, and i hope my listeners are as well so um thanks again for for hanging out with us um you uh, all your social media stuff that you've handed over will be uh, in the show notes um thank you so much for being here thank you so much for that lovely chat spence thank you to our guest for joining me for this episode of weaver's circle be sure to check out their social media links in the show notes and tune in live for their game. Weaver's Circle is mixed and produced by Spence of ResonantMoon.com. Weaver's Circle is owned by Weave the Tail Gaming Channel and its parent company, Penny for a Tail, LLC. You can reach out to the podcast and find out more about our games at PennyForAtail.com. Music in our intro and outro is Fearless First by Kevin McLeod, used with permission. Weaver's Circle is created under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, for international license you can download it and share it just don't change it or sell it remember today is a good day to roll some dice thank you for listening